What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. And uh, listen, let me tell you something. I got to jump right into it because we got a, a nice packed show today. Uh, the Sixers are so mind-boggling, and they're giving me such uh, heartache. And I, I feel like I'm putting myself on that roller coaster with the fans. And I'm sitting in the front seat, and we're going up and then down. And then up and then down. And then we're hit, making the hard lefts. And then we're going around the loops. And we're, we're only 28 games into this. And I've never been like this. Like, the, the anxiety and and the, the passion I had going into the season and then the slow start and then the injuries. And, and yeah, I still want to punt Doc, you know, far away. But – all in all, all of a sudden, the Sixers look great again. I mean, I, I can't wrap my finger around it. My head hurts. So, you know, we haven't recorded in a couple of days. The last time we were all together, the Sixers were, I believe, one game over 500. They're sitting in the seventh seed. And, you know, it's funny. I called... Um, one of our uh, sport local sports talk radio shows, and and I, I kind of vented a little bit how you know the Sixers are worst team in rebounding, the worst team in transition. I, I like the players, I do. I really like this roster, and I'll say it again. And I I like what we have. I just think they're poorly coached. They're so poorly coached, and. I said, we're looking at a team that's going to be stuck in the seventh seat. And I've said it on our show a couple of times with uh, DC. And um, that's, where I was, that's where my head was at, looking at them playing. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Embiid comes back, right? He drops, you know, 40, 50, 40, 30. And, it, and the one game, it was the Hawks. And B dropped 30 points in 35 minutes. The Sixers got the win, right? 104-101. And they look good. They look good. So then the next game after that was the Cavs. And that's the game, if you listen to the last episode, Nat snapped because Doc Rivers penciled that in as a loss. So he was coaching to lose. And we weren't happy with that. We weren't happy with you coaching to lose. And Embiid had a subpar game that game. He only scored 19. He had 19-6-6 because we lost that parlay uh, off of place your bets because we had Embiid scoring over 25. So that was a Cleveland game. And it was an epic uh, rant by uh, Nat Marlowe. They bring in the Grizzlies, and they got waxed against the Grizzlies. And then it was all downhill. Because they got beaten overtime by the Rockets. And we just did not know which way this team was going to look. And they were coming home off that road uh, road loss. And they were going to start a seven-game uh, home stretch. The Lakers, Hornets, Kings, Warriors, Raptors, and Pistons, and Clippers before Christmas with the Knicks. And mind you, the Knicks are on a six-game winning streak right now. The Knicks are hot. So that's shaping up to be a good Eastern Conference battle 
at 12 o'clock on NBC with our Sixers playing the uh, New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden on Christmas. So we aired out a little, you know, our, our, our frustration after that Rockets game. And I went to the Lakers game and I was, I was devastated. I was devastated because it wasn't that crowded to start it game. It wasn't crowded at all. And, you know, people said, oh, the game looked like it was packed and there was a lot of Laker fans. There was only a lot of Laker fans in certain in one section, but it was predominantly, you know, Sixer fans in there. And uh, but there were a lot of rows, a lot of rows that were just empty. And it, it, it just it didn't sit right for it to be a ESPN game, a Friday night, you know, purple and gold. Anthony Davis, LeBron James actually played and uh, the place not to be like, you know, so packed that the, the, the stitching on the wall was about to erupt. So I'm sitting there and watching the game, going back and forth. And the whole time, I'm saying the Sixers are going to win this game because they usually win when the Lakers come in. Even if you go back to uh, the days of Kobe coming in, the Sixers usually won the game. The only time the Sixers really got beat when the Lakers came in, it was during the Shaq era. You know, after post-Shaq and it was just Kobe, the Sixers usually won. And then when they didn't have Kobe and the Lakers went through their, you know, their mess before they got LeBron, the Sixers always won. And they played the Lakers off, and it always was a packed crowd. And it was always predominant Sixer fans. But, you know, you had the purple and gold in there. So I'm heckling a guy sitting next to me. Uh, it was in the fourth quarter, and the Sixers were up. I think they were up 13. They were up 20, 23 with eight minutes left. And I started heckling this this Laker fan sitting across the way from me because he was just he was just being annoying. So I started heckling him. The whole section's laughing at me. And I'm watching this game dwindle and dwindle. And the Sixers are up seven with 30 seconds left. And it comes down to a tie game. And that guy looked at me. And I could not find any exit. I was just standing there and I had to take it. I said, you're kidding. And thankfully, AD missed those foul shots and the game went into overtime. So one of the fans came down and he patted me on the back. And he was, yo, he was like, when you started heckling that guy at the eight minute mark, when we were up 20 plus points, he says, I looked at my wife and said, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> And I looked at him and I said, listen, you can't blame us for heckling the Laker fans. You got to blame Doc Rivers for sitting there watching them blow that lead. How do you blow that lead? How do you not secure the game with 30 seconds up seven? It is mind boggling to this point still. The Sixers prevail. They win that. And that starts the, the home stance. So it's like, oh boy, here we go. This is the roller coaster. And I'm all for it. I'm all for this action. So the Sixers blow out the Hornets. And it started to end. This start, this, the Lakers game started the NB's roll. NB scored 38 against the Lakers, this home stance. 
right? So then he comes back against the Hornets. And this was the game. Embiid had 53 and 12 in 34 minutes. And this was the, the one of the place your bet parlays. We had James Harden 20 points, and he scored 19. Ugh, dagger. But the Sixers won, and that's all we really care about. So Embiid scores 53, has that historic game, 53 and 12. But then if you look across the league, Jokic, Jokic must watch Embiid's games. He has to. Because this guy comes back with a triple-double and then a 40-point game. And it's like, you know, he. it seems like every time Embiid shines, Jokic turns around and shines. So then the Sixers played the Kings and smacked up the Kings. Embiid had 31 points in 30 minutes. I mean, I think he's still leading the league in points per minute. And he led the league last year in points per minute. And then you come back to the other night, the Warriors and the Sixers catch a break. No, Curry, Curry's out. No, they're, 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 they're beat up a little bit. They have Dante DiVincenzo, Villanova product, come back. And he lighting the Sixers up in the first quarter. Dropped 15 in the first quarter. Couldn't miss. Missed one three. It was like four or five. And he was like, welcome home. And this was a guy that was on the free agent market that I thought the Sixers should pick up. And I remember talking with RB about it. And I said, you know, Doc don't like young guys. I don't know why he, you know, this would be a good guy because, you know, he was on the championship Bucks team. He He's a solid player, a Villanova guy. He knows the city, has that grit. Now, he goes out west. So, Embiid turns it up. Now, you know he was going to turn it up. It's ESPN, another Friday night game. Sixers prevail. They fought back because they were down at, uh, 11 at one point in the first half. They prevail. Embiid scores 34 points in 36 minutes. Points per minute is, is ridiculous for Embiid. And we hit this parlay last night, which we all forgot to post, but we'll talk about it. So, all of a sudden, the Sixers are in a four-game win streak, and it's like you went for you you hopped, you hopped over to the Heat, the Knicks, and the Hawks. So you went from basically when we talked, it was the seventh seed, then they dropped to the eighth seed. But when they were in the AFC, they were only four games out of the fifth seed. And I didn't realize that until I looked at the schedule coming up for the seven-game homestands. The Sixers are now in the fifth seed. They're two games behind the Brooklyn Nets for the fourth seed. They're five games out of first place. What? What? Are you serious? On that note, I'm going to bring in Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, Mr. Nat Marlowe. Nat Marlowe. The, the Philadelphia 76ers are five games out of first. They were in the fifth seed now, and they're four games above 500, and they're seven and three, their last 10. What happened in a week and some change? This might be the narrative of the season. I, I think the narrative of the season is going to be they're going to just go on these streaks, whether it be a big winning streak or hopefully only hopefully only small losing streaks if they if they get any more throughout the season. 
But I, I think that's just going to be the nature of this team. They're going to be streaky, and I, I think that's how they can make a deep playoff run. If they just get hot at the right time and not let their foot off the gas pedal, that's how they're going to win playoff series. And you know what? Watch this be the team. Watch this be the Sixers team that finally gets over the hump of the second round. It, it almost reminds me of uh, the run the Philadelphia Phillies made this year with how streaky that team was. And they were getting hot at good times. And they sneak into the playoffs. And they played excellent baseball up until like the, the, real, the real meat of the World Series. And that was how they snuck in. It was pretty much just getting hot at the right time. And hopefully the Sixers can make a deep run as well. And finally get over the hump of not making it out of the second round. It, it is, it's weird to watch this team. And you see them go on winning streaks when they don't have their superstars. You see them lose when everyone's when everyone's healthy. And Maxie's playing well. And B might not always have his best game. But Embiid is just going full throttle against these teams. And just putting up these ridiculous stats. And it's almost crazy to believe. What if we're not seeing Joel Embiid's full potential? What if he can actually be better than what we're seeing out on the floor? That's just that's just how crazy this Sixers team is. And that's just how crazy and elite and talented Joel Embiid is. We might not even see his him in full strength yet. It is just wild to watch and unbelievable. And hopefully... Good times will follow. Hopefully, they can continue to rack up some more wins. Hopefully, they can get a real good seed. Maybe we can watch them climb up to the two or the three seed with how streaky they are. But also, at the same time, because of how streaky they are, maybe they might only get as high as the six. Maybe they might fall to a seven. What the heck is going to happen? I don't know, but I do like this team. I like the product. I love Joel Embiid. I like the the game against the Warriors. I like this little streak they have going on right now. But I, I agree with you that Doc Rivers is the problem with this team. I don't like with how they're coached. I haven't liked how they've been coached since the Hawks series. And things need to change. Things have needed to change. You are 100% correct. With the streak they're on right now, I don't think that firing Doc Rivers in this present moment is a good idea. But they go on another losing streak. I do think that's going to be the time. Pull the plug on them. Get someone new that can get you over the second round. Listen, the the thing that cures all the, the Reddick is winning. And right now they're on a four-game win streak. They have three more games at home before uh, having Christmas Eve off and then playing early Christmas Day. You win this, you go seven and oh in this home stands. Okay. And you you have the Nets, the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Let's say the next three games they they have a one in one in uh one and two record. And the Sixers go three and oh. You position yourself going into Christmas, which we all say is the unofficial start to the NBA season where every win from Christmas on matters. You position yourself to grab the Eastern Conference. You put yourself right there. So we always, you know, 
people say regular season doesn't matter, especially with the Sixers and veterans and what they've went through. I've always said when the regular season matters, always said it. And Embiid has said it himself. He said he tries to play every game like a playoff game to keep some sharp and focus. And we're seeing it right now on this homestands. Nat, I, I agree with everything you said. You know, I enjoy Embiid. I enjoy this this roster. Uh, I don't think Daryl Morey would make a change during the season with Doc. I just, you know, I <laughs> this team is poor. I still, even with this one streak, they're still poorly coached. They're still poorly coached. And, you know, that game against the Hornets when Embiid goes out for 53, they needed all 53 points to win that game. These games Embiid's are going Embiid's going off on 38, 34, 31. They need every point he's giving you to win these games. Let that sink in a little bit. Listen, on the other side, we're going to talk about the chatter. We're going to talk about the chatter that us fans give and we don't think the players are paying attention to. We're going to break down the next three home games. And we got a little eggnog update. And we also have a little place your bet segment. That and so much more on this edition of Philly Four Court Press. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Grab your eggnog and have a cup of cheer. Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at Sixers.com slash app. Hey, Vito's. Hey, yo. One, two, six. Hold hey, on. Hey, cheesesteak. Cheese Coming off. Coming off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got burgers. You want some burger? What does he want? A burger? Get the cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both the Forget about it. Drop the phone. What, what, what do you want? Cheesesteak or do you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger. Hey, Pop, he wants a cheesesteak and a burger on one bus. What does he want? We do that. We don't do that. We don't, we, we, don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Roth. Are you ready? Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you go. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, Yo, what's up, fellas? This is Anthony Gargano. Now, listen, why wait for a vacation when you can have a vacation anytime in your own backyard. I got to tell you about my guy, Stephen from Lisk Landscaping Innovations. Stephen Lisk and his team specialize in stormwater management to help you achieve a dry outdoor living space. Now, Steve offers exquisite outdoor living from pavilions and kitchens and fireplaces and so much more. To Steve, your backyard is more than a space. It's a living, baby. You want to be living large, and you can be. So if you want that dream backyard you've always envisioned, call Stephen Lisk, 856-931-5475. That's 856-931-5475. You can reach out on Instagram, at Stephen Lisk, or LiskLandscape.com. 
and set up your consultation. Yo, yo, Austin Carell here. You know me covering the Sixers for the Painted Lines. You're listening to Philly Full Court Press by the one and only Big T-Wheel. everybody full court press t will matt marlowe doing our thing so coming out of the going into the break I, I mentioned uh you know something that was said that was you know it it something that said from us fans including myself that we we talk and we don't know if the, the team are listening players are paying attention they say they don't yada yada, yada they do especially here in philadelphia so Two days ago, Embiid, there was an article released with him, Joel Embiid. You can find it on the internet uh, with Yahoo. And uh, Kurt Helen sat down with Joel Embiid. And since then, NBC Sports has picked it up and it said, Philly's Joel Embiid. Sixer fans, they want to trade him. So before I get into this, because Nat has pulled up the exact quote and I'm I'm going to say this. I've never wanted to trade any of my stars. And I've always felt that the fans in this area don't appreciate the stars or they want they ask too much from the stars when the stars are already giving you 110%. Because this area doesn't know how to act when we get stars here. Wholeheartedly believe it. When you get a guy like Joel Embiid, and then you get people on on the internet, okay, and I'm talking about internet, and and this is how it says, the internet is filled with fools and their theory and their conspiracy theories. People who make up stories like chemtrails killed Bigfoot or whatever. When you have internet, and exactly right, internet is filled with fools. And you have to filter through those fools. And one guy came across, not, I'm not going to mention any names, I'm not calling him a fool, because this is how he feels. And, and, and I don't blame him for feeling this way, but I just try to understand why you feel this way. He says, everything needs to be blown up. And this is when the Sixers were rocky. Blow it all up. And I said, blow Doc up. He says... Blow it all up. That includes Embiid. Dude, what are you talking about? I'm not blowing up and trading Embiid. And he goes, that's how it works in basketball. No, that's not how it works in basketball. So when you start showing your ignorance, I kind of like, part of me wants to troll you. And the other part of me just says, I can see that you, you're just a hot take guy because you like all your followers for your likes. So you're going to say anything to have people on your side. So, you know, I tagged him with this article and said, people like this person want to blow it up and trade Embiid. Embiid has, hear, has heard the rumor, the, 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 the chatter of trading them. Now, what was Embiid's actual quote? What was said? So the quote from the Yahoo interview is, 
quote, Sixers fans, they want to trade me. I do believe that. They want to trade me, end quote. And if you get a chance to read uh, the full interview, it's a real it's a, it's a real interesting interview to get delves into more of his mindset on how he feels about uh on how he feels about the fans wanting to trade him. I, I mean, I read it, and it's a great article. It's a good piece. And B wants to be here. He loves it here. And, and we know that. He loves the fans here. He loves how this type of stuff fuels him and he can be a better player. But I got to agree with him. Like, I don't understand where that comes from. Where You want to trade in B. And there is people out there that want to trade in B. And I just don't understand why you want to get rid of the most dominant player in the NBA. You're not going to get anything in return that's worthwhile. He's 28 years old. He's in his prime. He is going to be in the talks of MVP for another three to four more years. And you want to trade and be just to blow it up because you're mad at the, the way they're playing? I'll get it. You want to be mad at Doc because Doc poorly coaches his team. You want a new, new voice in here. That's fine. I, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. But when you start talking about trading to all and be, yeah, that's when my ears kind of go deaf on you, bro. Matt, you trading to all and be? No, 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 no. I don't get that mindset of people who think Embiid's the problem or they think they need to trade Embiid if they want to win the championship. Like the, like that guy you mentioned. So that guy is basically wanting to redo the entire process and go through that whole thing again for so that way the Sixers have the best chance of winning the title. I think that that is probably the dumbest thing that they could do right now. Easily. With, with Remember, you remember that uh, the 2020-2021 season where the Sixers made that that great run. Most of the phone calls that I screened when I was at the radio station, 99% of them, whenever they were talking about Joel Embiid, were Joel Embiid positive. Only 1% thought that trading Embiid was a good idea. 1%. And that was just of the people that I screened. Like everyone that made it that made it through the air when I was uh when I was screening calls. Everyone that made it through were, were pretty much Joel Embiid positive, and right? And and it's funny, and it's funny you said that because the same thing uh, came about. It's like what happened within a year, year and a half. He hasn't played any. He hasn't done anything but gotten better. And 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 he hasn't done anything but gotten better. But all of a sudden, that one percent is now almost like what two percent. Probably 3%. And that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, it it is, but it isn't. I think about this. Like, if 2% of Sixers fans thinks he sucks, 98% think he's awesome. But our brains are wired to listen to that vocal minority, or at least to listen to the people that say, oh, you suck. Our brains are wired to listen to the negativity. So I totally empathize where where Joel Embiid is coming from. I'm like, hell, like when I was at the radio station and even doing this podcast, I think the exact same thing. Like most of our comments and most of our listeners, most of like the feedback that we get, I think is overwhelmingly positive. But there's always going to be that one Yahoo out there that's going to say, oh, you, you, you suck. I'm like, okay. Like our brains are probably going to be wired to listen to that one guy as opposed to the 99% that give us positive feedback. So, again, like, I completely emphasize where Joel Embiid is coming from. And there's always going to be 
a couple of yahoos out there. Like there's always going to be that that vocal minority out there that that are so not even loud, but just like that or that are going to get into our minds and are going to get into the superstars' minds. Always going to be that vocal minority to say Joel Embiid sucks, Bryce Harper sucks, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, they suck. There's twelve and one, twelve and one, go birds, go birds, twelve and one. 12 yeah. and 1 go birds. Like I was But Jalen Hurts sucks. Yeah, like I was at the Eagles game uh when they played the Titans. They're up like three touchdowns, and the guy next to me is saying stuff like, Hey Shane Sykin, you suck. Jonathan Gannon, you suck. Jalen Hurts, you suck. I'm like, dude, they're up three touchdowns right now. What more do you want them to do? <laughs> and they won that game by like 30 points. Like, really? And you're heckling the team? Heckle the Titans. Heckle the opposing team. Like, come on. Well, it's funny you said that because when the Sixers took control of the game against the Lakers in overtime, you know that that um, in, in the arena they play the so I was going, let's go Lakers, <laughs> let's go Lakers, and the Lakers are down. There was no chance they were winning. And it was funny because I couldn't even hold up my uh, I couldn't even hold a straight face when I started laughing myself. Yeah, I played and like psychology every, on the sports gods. Yeah, everyone in the area was laughing. The Laker fan looked at me. He even started laughing a little bit. So, um, but yeah, exactly. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, I'll post the art. I'll get uh, either you or Mike or somebody or myself. We'll post an article on uh, our Twitter page and. Um, We'll see, you know, get reading and, and uh, form your own uh, opinion about it. I, I, I sympathize with Embiid. I'm not in that crowd of wanting to get rid of Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid. You know, Embiid's up there for me as, you know, everyone who knows me knows my favorite player uh, as a as a sixth organization is Charles Barkley. So, you know, Embiid's in that realm, you know, it goes for me. It goes Barkley, AI, Embiid. They're my guys. You know, I love Doc, Doc uh, Julius Irvin, Doctor J. Love him, but Barkley was my Barkley was my guy, and um, you know, I I grew up with and under you know with AI basically. Like AI was night in night out, must see TV, and that's where Joel Embiid is for me right now. Night in night out is must see TV with Joel Embiid. And James Harden. I ain't going to lie. James Harden is balling right now. And people are saying, get rid of Harden. He dribbles too much. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you something. Harden leads the league in assists. You don't lead the league in assists dribbling too much. He is, I think he's still fourth on an all-time assist list for the NBA. All-time. He's four. Harden is balling right now yeah Harden's pay not attention harden is not the problem pay attention i always said always say this watch the game with your eyes and not with your ears pay attention to the game get some knowledge Harden is not the issue and beat is not the issue this is a good roster this is a good nba roster doc has to show me something he has to when you got a guy flourishing like Harden right now, who's almost shooting almost 48% from the field, come on. Embiid, who's in the zone right now. P.J. Tucker looks like he's starting to get healthy. His defense is, is turned up. 
Matisse Thibel, his defense is starting to turn up. Shake Milton looks like he put, could work. I've been out on Shake forever, but, you know, he looks like he could work. Yeah, I didn't – there, I saw flashes of Shake last night, but overall I was like, ah, oh, dude, like why is he still a yeah, sixer? Yeah, exactly. And it's because of the, it's because of the, the money. You know, people like Shake Milton, Cork Maz, they're, they're cheap. And they, but they've been in the system so long, you you know, you get a, ten games out of them like this, you ride with it, you ride with it. You know, we got to get Maxi back and healthy, and that's how I want to see what how do we incorporate Maxi into this mix of this you know four game win streak and Harden and and Embiid playing well. You know, Tobias has been up and down. You know, because he's he's fighting an injury. I understand that. Anthony Melton has turned it up. Like Melton is that guy. I'm telling you, he is the guy that's going to turn this season around for us because he needs more playing time. And he's that Danny Green factor. You need a three. You got George Niang and DeAnthony Melton. You know, this team could be deadly if they're properly coached and put in the right position. So, Nat, we got three games left on the seven game home streak. Talk to me. What are, you, what, are you, what are you thinking? What are you seeing? Let me lay out the uh, the the groundwork for you. So you got the Toronto Raptors coming in on Monday. You have our game, Philly Full Court Press, uh, club box game. And I got to shout out uh, everyone who's coming. Nat, we sold uh, 20 tickets for that game. 20. So we got 20, 20 uh, fans and listeners going to come hang out in this this gorgeous remodeled club box in the um, Wells Fargo Center. I mean, I don't. Nat, did I send you the video? I don't think. No, I don't think I watched the video yet. I got to send you the video. This place is top notch. I mean, it is amazing what they did in this corner of this club box, and um, you're going to enjoy it. I can't wait to hang out with some of our listeners and, uh, you know, watch the game and relax a little bit right before Christmas. I know some people on vacation started Friday going up to Christmas. My vacation is going to start uh, Thursday. I still got Monday, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, and Wednesday I'm done for until uh, next week. And, you know, it's the holiday spirit. So we're going to be hanging out at that game against Detroit. And then you have the Clippers, Doc's old team. Nat, Sixers sweep this uh, seven-game home stance or what? I think they get two of three. All right, which one you you think they're going to slip up on? I think the Clippers, because even though the Clippers, they're only like a seventh or an eighth seed out in the West, the West is stronger than the East. So – I think if they're going to drop any of the three, it's going to be the Clippers series or the the Clippers game. Detroit, that's penciled out as a W. If they lose, if they yeah, lose that game, then maybe blow the Sixers up or fire Doc <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Don't let Doc back in the locker room, right? Um, <laughs> leave him standing out on the court with his hands up in the air. Um, yeah, they should beat the um, the Pistons, uh, especially because Kay Cunningham is hurt too. So he's out for the season, and Detroit just looks like a mess again. The Clippers is going to be a good game because John Wall's playing well. Uh, 
Kawhi still working his way back in. PG, I, I, I haven't, I'll be dead honest with you. I haven't really paid too much attention to the Clippers. I do know people at NBA on TNT were picking on the win the championship, and some some of them got laughed off the stage. But um, you know they're they're a solid uh, solid roster. But like you said, they're eighth seed in the West, and it's funny how the West has flipped. You know, earlier earlier this year the Jazz were number one, then a week later the Suns were number one, and then a week later. The Pelicans were number one. Now the Grizzlies and John Morant are the number one team in the West. Yeah, the West is so strong right now. And I think that's part of the reason why the Sixers have been able to capitalize on these uh, these win streaks. Because the East is pretty, I, I shouldn't say pretty weak, but... No, the East is strong itself, man. Don't, listen, we can't, we, can't, we can't downplay the East as much because the East is... It's, and we used to say different style ball, but I don't think it's different style. I just think everything is more balanced than what we're seeing before. Yeah, that I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it, it's good hoop right now. It's good basketball right now. You know, you got bad football games. We haven't really had any bad basketball games because everyone is pretty, you know, pretty well matched up. So. You know, you get teams like the Clippers who are, you know, a, a good roster. You know, they're three games over 500. They're, you know, they have their ups and downs, but they're in a strong, strong conference. And then you look at our Sixers and we're looking at the teams, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, good roster. Cavaliers, good roster. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, former champs, good roster. The Boston Celtics. Good roster coming off the NBA Finals. I said the Knicks are streaking. The Knicks are seven and three the last ten games as well. You know, and they're on a six-game win streak. The Heat are starting to come around. They're six and four their last ten. So it it's good. It's good basketball right now. Teams are starting to get healthy. The ones that were injured. Um, I was told to calm down a little bit, pump my brakes, relax. Let's see what this team looks like when everyone's healthy. When I had my little, uh, when I had to vent Nat, <laughs> I had to, you know, they told you know, calm down. You got to wait till everyone gets healthy. Wait till Harden gets healthy, comes back, you know, Harris comes back healthy and Maxie comes back healthy. But if anything, you know, they, 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 gotta- play, they play better when their stars are out. <laughs> <laughs> I I know, right? And Doc coaches the team better when they're out. So it, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's when he but actually yeah. adjusts. <laughs> I know. Isn't it scary talking about that? Yeah. But um, so, okay, so, all right, the Sixers could lose that game. I, I would give you that, but I'm, I'm back to being optimistic. And I want to say they're going to sweep – these three games and finish this homestand seven and one seven and oh and you know why they can sweep like they've always had problems against the raptors but not as of late uh the pistons i mean again pencil the pistons game as a w as well and the clippers like when i say they could lose that game it's more of a coin flip because i do think they're evenly matched and i'm dead on with you that's gonna be an entertaining game yeah, it's going to be – that's definitely – and guess what? That's another Friday night game. <laughs> that's another marquee game, so we better – we're going to saddle up for that game. So, um, listen, 
this is a part of the show we say place your bets and uh we we give you a little uh insight to try to put a little extra money in your pocket nat marlo the last one we had that we posted uh go ahead what tell tell the people what you told me <laughs> well we uh we lost because the sixers lost uh every other leg hit you know what was funny about that what was funny is that i actually forgot to place my bet and I, I thought about it. I was like, wow, I forgot to place money on it. But I guess that was a good thing because the Sixers lost. So we wouldn't have won anyway. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I did place the bet and was furious that they lost that game. And I think it was the Rockets game. It was the game James Harden came back. And every leg on that hit. And the Sixers lost that game. And I think that, I think that had more of a... Uh, where my venom came from as well. I'm with you honest with you because I wanted, I wanted to win that. You know, I wanted to win that for not for only us but for the people, and um, it didn't happen. So that's where I think most of my venom came from in that one. But um, yeah, so that one lost, and then we had one where uh, we came back from that one and we hit. And I'm going to try to pull it up here real fast for you. That one hit. Oh, Nat, was it the Lakers game, was it? Or... Yeah, I no, think you placed money on that one. I think so. Oh, no. You know what's funny? You know what I'm thinking? It, this one wasn't a Sixers one. It was the Knicks and Bulls. We had R.J. Barrett over 15s. Zach Levine over uh, two threes. Nikola Vukovic, eight rebounds. Trey Young, two threes. That hit. And the one for the Warriors last night, that one hit, but it got void. Two play, uh, Tobias Harris got void out because he didn't play. But we had James Harden 20 points, James Harden two threes, Embiid scored over 30, Embiid eight rebounds, and we had the Sixers win and D'Anthony Melton with 10 points and Shake Milton with 10 points. So that was a good hit last night, Nat. Good hit. Um, we will, we're going to put something together for the next three, and we'll get on Mike. Make sure you post them up for the for the people, and uh, we'll see what we can do. And definitely, Nat, we got to do one for Christmas, right? Absolutely. We got to do one for Christmas, so we'll probably record. Let's record. Let's get with the people. Talk about the seven game homes wrap up before Christmas talk about the Christmas game and then we'll we'll knock that one in there too little holiday cheer put some money back in your pockets for uh, spending so much how's that sound yeah that sounds good Let, let's yeah, do it I can let's do extra it Christmas shopping money yeah but whatever you do uh, make sure you place it and the Sixers win <laughs> oh boy yo good show man I am I am uh Trying to put myself in the back of the roller coaster. I don't want to be on the front. I'm going to try to listen. My promise to the people and myself, I'm going to try to take this one game at a time. But I got a close eye on Doc Rivers. Not more of the team, just more on Doc Rivers. Uh, let's get this seven game home stance. Let's get let's go seven and zero. Oh. You win three more games at home. You take your record to nineteen and twelve. And basically, we need the the four teams ahead of the Sixers to go one and three. I mean, one and two. 
one and two. They go one and two, and uh, you know we're looking good. It's going to be tough though, because the Nets have the Pistons and the Warriors, oh, and Bucks. So they could go two and one. But who knows? It's the NBA, and all the teams are matched up well. That's the team directly above the Sixers right now. So that's what we're looking at. Nat, yo, man, I will see you at the Philly Full Court Press Club Box game. We're going to have brother. an absolute time up there. We're going we're to have fun. I don't think there'll be any eggnog poured that night. Something will be poured, but definitely not eggnog. We got to get with DC, figure out uh, what... What his thought is with eggnog. I haven't I haven't touched base with him. We'll find out. Has he tried he it by now? Yeah, yeah. That's what we got to do. All right. So we'll get with him with that. We'll figure things out. We'll post place your bets. We appreciate all you mother fathers for listening and tuning in. This is Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T-Will. That's my man, Nat Marlowe. We'll see you on another episode. Peace. <laughs>